Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Trust God, cry, repeat. Hey, ladies, this is Nyoka Hall, and I want to welcome you to Trust God, Cry, Repeat podcast, a fresh new podcast for your encouragement. Uh, Today, I'm going to do the first uh, installment in the series, Waging War. I'm starting a Waging War series. Try that three times fast. Um, And today's topic we're going to talk about is the elephant in the room, and the elephant today is anxiety. I said it right and kind of weird. Um, But I seem uh, to hear a very common response when I talk to ladies, uh, Christian women, and myself included sometimes, um, to the point where I had to check like, where am I getting such an influx of anxiety in my life? Um, So I noticed that for me, it was in those unsurrendered areas. And um, it was things that I had to give to the Lord. And that's why I was so anxious. Um, Back in the day, well, I said that like it was so long ago. But a while back, um, when I started to um, increase our, our family, you know, our family size, it was one of those things like, man, you know, going through the different medical challenges with our oldest, you know, it had me very anxious of what the possibilities of, you know, things that could go wrong with our other children. Um, and <laughs> I'm glad that God increased my faith enough to surrender um, that to him. Because I remember someone saying in our small group at the time that, do you not understand that God loves your children more than you do you know so I was like wow like at the time it kind of felt like a kind of a uh lack of a better term kind of like a dig um because I'm like yeah but you know I want to be here to you know be a part of their life because it was like I was worrying about you know me not getting to see my kids grow up you know it just was like very unwarranted um just fear it was very unwarranted so um I know I had to surrender that to God but one other instance um popped up so I'm going to share it about 20 years ago I was on antidepressants as a minor I was a struggling struggling um unsaved teen mourning the loss of many important people that I loved I was needing a savior who I was yet to meet I remember how numb I felt And that's all I really felt was numbness. Um, It takes my husband, my now husband, um, to tell you what happened the week that I was on um, antidepressants. And the reason why, I'm sorry, I kind of got caught up in that moment. (laughs) But the reason why it would take him to tell you, honestly, is because I have really no recollection of that week. Like, I literally cannot tell you what happened during that week. I have no recollection. I was like a zombie. Um, He said that after a week, he caught me right before um, I took my medication because, you know, he said he knew that I wouldn't remember things or I wouldn't be able to recall um, things. So he caught me right before I took my medication um, and he started to tell me like, babe, you know, I really because he was my boyfriend at that time. Babe, I really want you to, you know, get off of these things because, you know, you just sound different. And I'm like, what do you mean sound different? He was like, you just sound really dark like you know something's going on you like it's making it worse like it's not helping you it's, it's hurting you it seems um and I'm like okay so you know I kind of wrestle back and forth with it because
because um, you know I didn't get on them by myself you know it was recommended by my doctor um, due to some things going on like I said losses um, some different traumas and different things that were going on um, my mom gave consent to for me to have it because the way they put it was that it will help me you know it will it would you know do such a great job for me you know so she just was doing what was in my best interest per the doctor so um I did share with him because you know like not having my medication in my system I was able to vocalize you know exactly like what I was feeling um kind of during that time um like I don't have actual memories of like the events that happened but I could tell him the feelings and the feelings that I was I was feeling at the time was I was feeling really low um you know for medicine that's supposed to be helping you feel better it was making me you know it was heightened um it was like my body was warring with this medication um but it really wasn't that I found out it was just um because I had to I had to research some things um, as I got older um, about those type of medications and it kind of leaves you open um, you know open for spiritual like warfare like it leaves you how do I want to put it it opens you up to Satan I'll say it like that and people can disagree um, but it's many studies that say you know the side effects are suicidal thoughts and um, you know, a lot of different negative things. So it's proof out there, but I was feeling really suicidal and, um, I was feeling really irrelevant. Um, so then after me sharing that with him, he was like, don't take them anymore. You know, I don't want anything to happen to you. You know, I want you to enjoy life. You know, I want you to be present. You know, he was giving me the whole plea for, for me not to go back and, you know, start them all up again. So at that time, my now husband, boyfriend at the time, um, he protected me from being a vessel for Satan's agenda to destroy my life. Like it was a lot of attempts on my life um, during that time because, I mean, it's been a war since I was conceived, um, it seems. So uh, fast forward until the very second that you pressed this button. And when I tried to attempt to encourage you or encourage every lady to let go of fear, to deal with the elephant in the room and denounce anxiety. You will be surprised how many women, you know, women I've spoken to um, that talk about how much they deal with anxiety on a daily basis. And this is not a slam because sometimes the enemy likes to sneak in when you can get, you know, like some freedom or sneak in when you're getting, you know, like awakened. Now, that's a terrible word to use at this moment. Um, when you're getting kind of like the your your focus back or getting gaining knowledge to help you go free he always tries to bring guilt so what i'm getting ready to say he's going to probably try to make you feel guilty for so i rebuke him ahead of time um but what i was going to say was um so many people that are christian women say that they are struggling with anxiety you know, and it has been weighing heavy on my heart. The enemy has been waging war against me and I've been waging war back. Um, you know, that's the goal for our household. My husband said this year, we are going to contend for the faith, but we are going to, um, how did he put it? We are going to wage good warfare. That's our goal. Um, but back to the topic, um, it has become anxiety has become so ingrained in our culture that Christian living is almost mocked due to the level of anxiety that we have. So let me go back and restate that. 
it has been anxiety has been so ingrained in our culture and Christian living that it almost mocks the scriptures. So I want to share and if I'll give you a heads up, um, you will want to grab a pen and paper if you know, if you want to build up your prayer journal, I don't know how many people have prayer journals, or just like a little arsenal of scripture, kind of those quick reference type things, when you're going through something, you are going to write uh, you are once going to want our rebuke tongue tightness in Jesus name. Um, you're going to want to write these things down and go back and revisit them at a later date. Um, so after a while, you're going to hear me rattle off several scriptures. I want you to um, write them down and then we're going to talk about them a little bit more. So here we go. The first thing is um, I want to share is Philippians four and six. It's the ESV and it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I also want to share um, Philippians 4 and actually that was 4 and 7. My apologies. I also want to share Philippians 4 and 6, which says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, the Bible is clear. The Bible is very clear and a mistake that we can make is to try to reason away why the Bible says what it is or says what it, it does say. Um, but that does a, a really big disservice to us as biblical womanhood women or women that uphold the Bible because we can't reword or we can't speculate what the Bible means when the Bible is clear. You know, the things that he said that the Lord says about anxiety is that let's go ahead. One other thing is to be anxious about nothing. Like we're not supposed to be anxious about anything. So move the guilt out of the way about that and actually surrender these things that are causing you to feel this way to the Lord. Um, I found my, myself under the onslaught of attacks from Satan this week. I have been under attack from the weekend all the way till now, just like intentional, like discouragement, um, even anxiety. And I'm like, I haven't, I haven't struggled with that in a long time. So it's like, why now? So I had to live it first before I shared it. So here goes. Um, I, w I have uh, kind of had one of those kind of crazy weeks. And I know it's only Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever day it is as you tune in. Um, but I know, I know one area was because that I have been even more intentional in the health area or aspect of my life. Um, I've been trying to get more healthier. This is going into the second year of doing that. You know, I've come down dress sizes, you know, I'm, I'm working hard. Um, and this year I was blessed to partner with, um, a good friend now, um, at our current church and also to train with my husband. Um, and it's been amazing. Like I can never go back. I don't think to training by myself, um, because it's so enjoyable to have this time with them. Um, but I was, uh, consistently working out last year, but it, it's like, I hit an area where, you know, how, when you stop challenging yourself and you get stagnant, but we're going to talk about stagnant, um, or, you know, just being stagnant later. Um, but it was time for me to challenge myself and get past those things that were kind of holding me back. Cause I noticed that I was starting to slack off and, um, and pushing forward and getting healthy. Uh, and instead of me like getting stagnant or me stopping, I needed to do what first Peter five and seven says, which is casting all anxieties on him because he cares for you. Like, so at that moment I should have been able to, 
remember like all these things are kind of weighing on me but why so for me to go back and cast my cares on the Lord because he cares for me and he doesn't want me to be stressed out and anxious because the Bible says be anxious about nothing. So um, how could I, I'll say it, I'll put it towards me. You can personalize it if you like, um, but how could I be ignoring so many scriptures that would set me free? Another scripture I want to share is John 16, 33. It says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I know a lot of people living in this life um, have tuned into the world's narrative. Um, and that becomes a stressor. Uh, I am not um, one that even watches the news. I get my news from other um, areas. But I just I cannot tune in and just see just so many just evil evil things you know over and over and over and over and over again because that can get discouraging that can kind of skew my perception of things so I have to always make sure that I'm going back to the word of God and looking at things with right perspective or godly perspective so here are some more scriptures that um, will help you to let go of these things that are breeding and and like haunting you with um, anxiety or depression or fear um, so you can go free from torment. I want to share also that Satan has been pulling out all the stops. Like he knows his time is up. He has a reckoning to do before the Lord to pay for all the evil that he has wreaked. Like just for men, like many, I was going to say many, 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 many. But for all this time, you know, and all the lives that he's affected, he knows <laughs> the word of God is true. So he has to pay for this. So he's been pulling out all the stops, but God is all powerful and I said it like that for a reason God is all powerful and anxiety can be denounced today it's not the 12 steps to releasing anxiety is not a self-help book it's real like anxiety can be denounced this day if you choose to engage in good warfare good warfare against him which him is the devil to um have to make sure that anxiety is not named among us christian women you know what i mean like to be able to let it go to let it be obliterated for the cause of christ you know so like when you talk to another sister it wouldn't be anything as far as like the whole anxiety thing because i'm telling you it is so ingrained in our christian culture it's sad we got to let it go and God is not going to force us to do that. But we have a chance to denounce anxiety and be free today. I want to share first John 4:18 which says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with torment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love." So here we go. If I forgot to mention, um, which I think I mentioned it briefly, grab some pen and paper if you don't have it because I got more scriptures to share. So, and they're going to help you. These scriptures, studying the word of God, being um, able to rightly divide the word of God, um, they're going to help you be like really intentional and uh, victorious. I'll say that. I'm going to share 2 Thessalonians 3.16, and it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord will be with you. That's an amazing truth. Now the next one is Isaiah 26 and 3, 
and it says um you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you and that's again isaiah 26 and 3 and that's a beautiful place to be where our minds are stayed on god and the things of the lord um john 14 and 27 is another one uh that says peace i leave with you my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid okay next is psalms 4 and 8 and hang in there with me ladies because i'm definitely going to talk about this a little bit more um it says uh, in psalms 4 and 8 in peace i will both lie down and sleep for you oh uh i almost skipped for you alone oh lord make me dwell in safety like you'd be surprised again you'd be surprised you'd be surprised um how many women struggle with getting a good night's rest um getting getting just like sleep you know some people are so racked um with just thoughts of what if or thoughts of you know fear or thoughts of am i doing enough or thoughts of am i you know i don't know it's just like so many things that can just rest and weigh on you that's causing people not to have good sleep and that's a bad thing um this time of year anyways because of the lack of vitamin d you know as far as most places are gloomy i know it is in ohio but you know we need good rest to be healthy women of god we do need that but again let's continue to share um romans 15 13 says um may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. We should be hope filled ladies. Um, we should be sharing with one another. We should be iron, you know, being the iron that sharpens iron. We should be, um, taking time and doing Bible studies and fellowshipping and encouraging cause you know, we need it. We feed off of each other um, when it comes to that encouragement and that fellowship. Um, so we don't want to we don't want to leave that we don't want to leave that out. Um, so Philippians four and eight and Philippians four and nine is what I'm sharing next. And it says, "And these hang in there. Um, we are working through them." Finally, brother, <laughs> that is so uh, that's really funny. I'm sorry you missed that. Uh, we're almost there. Hang in there. That was not the scripture. This is the scripture. Finally, brother, uh, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. Things and the God of peace will be with you. Next is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. That's beautiful. And uh, Matthew eleven twenty nine says, "Take a take my yoke upon you and learn from me, from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." The next one is Psalms 34, 14. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. All right, you guys still there? Because we do have a few more. Um, and it will be, we're going to start with Psalms 23. And it says, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. I'm sure anybody that's listening could could do for, you know, or, or shall I say not could do, but are due, is due, is due for um, 
a good restoring, a good restoration, not only of just our faith, uh, reminding us of what we have in our salvation in him, um, but just like reviving and restoration. I'm sure we can can benefit from some of that. I know I can. Um, And you guys got to work with me because I just worked out and lifted heavy before uh, (laughs) I started recording this. So I'm a little bit, uh, I'm trying to keep up with myself, I guess you want to say. But 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Um, And as in all the churches of the saints, and that's something too that's been coming up is um, just, I don't know, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing, or I don't know what's going on, or just talking about things um, that are just breeding confusion in our lives. We got to give that to God because God is not a God of confusion. Um, So Psalms 23 and 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The next one is Isaiah 41 and 10. And it's only one more after that, ladies. You made it to the end. I didn't mean to rhyme that. Um, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And last, but definitely, definitely, there we go. My lips are working. Um, Not least, Psalms 55 and 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Amen. That is beautiful. So I want you to make sure that you got all those written down. Um, And for a moment, I want to kind of go back a little bit. I know you heard me mention stagnant. So I want to talk about, I'm getting my little nerdiness on for a second. Um, If I didn't already, we're talking about stagnant. So stagnant cells is what I learned about this week briefly. um, So stagnant cells are those that are no longer circulating. They're not moving through the body. They have slowed down or stopped altogether. So the stopping motion of a cell, it causes it to start to die. It begins the death process of a cell. Um, This event makes it more likely to attract more cells to it, which causes them to die as well. Um, But when the cell that is dying is activated, it then starts bumping up against the other cells. So if you could picture this in your mind or with this nerdy illustration I'm getting ready to use, it kind of looks like they're fighting each other. So it goes from something standing still to something pushing against each other. So that's what it looks like, like they're fighting for some reason. Um, But they're not. On the contrary, um, they are really forcing the other cells out of inactivity and into action and motion. I'll say it again. They are really forcing the other cells out of inactivity and into action and motion. This is what this message is for. It's for that reason. It is written in hopes of knocking loose those who are like are kind of in paralysis or paralyzed from stagnant, decaying, uh decaying cells written with anxiety written with um discouragement or saturated with worry or saturated with fear or saturated with what ifs or i can't or not me those type mentalities or attitudes that's what this message is for 
It's to push against that narrative. It's to fight against and cause the other Christian women around me and cause myself to come out of being stagnant and just overladen with, um, you know, with anxiety and go free and then cause other women to be going free as well. You know, like then we're actually moving towards a common goal. Let's trust God to pry open our grip on anxiety that we hold dear. This same anxiety that, you know, steals, it kills, and it destroys precious things in our life. We sadly think that we are uh, thinking those things up. Those things that cause anxiety, sadly, we actually think we are the ones that are thinking those things up. We are thinking those things that are causing fear, but on the contrary, Sometimes we are really just listening to the lies of Satan instead. It's not us at all. So when we do not, um, when we do that, shall I say, when we listen to the lies of Satan, we allow Satan to convince us to protect the poison of anxiety, of fear, of discouragement, instead of lay each thing at Christ's feet, trusting his word fully. Like sometimes we go through things that we think like, well, God is only a little bit bigger than me. So if I'm overwhelmed, it would definitely overwhelm, you know, him. But ladies, God is bigger than this too. Like God is bigger than the universe because he created it. So he has to be bigger than his creation. God is so unfathomably big. He is huge to lay it at his feet. Something that's over, um, you know, overwhelming us. Something that's bringing us to our knees. Something that's a struggle to even move at his feet is like a speck, ladies. At his feet is like nothing because he can he can actually take the things that we go through and bring us out of it if we trust him every single time. Because what happens usually is like we go free, we feel you know phenomenal, fantastic for a season, and then we go back to our old habits. We go back to our old things that keep us isolated, that keep us in fear, that keep us like just overwhelmed with anxiety and all this stuff when the bible clearly says that we should be anxious for nothing for nothing we should be anxious for nothing so that means it's going to happen it's going to happen to where it's challenged the enemy is not going to just leave you alone but you have to resist him like the bible says and he'll flee you have to rebuke him so that he can leave those things you know like leave you alone And then when he tries it again, you bring up the word of God, you pray, you seek God, you stay, you know, you stay with your armor on ready to wage a good warfare, ladies. It reminds me of a Christian skit. If you have time, you can go on YouTube by, I think it's one time blonde skits or something like that, um, where in the uh, skit, the lady was, you know, carrying around this huge stinky bag of trash. And then Jesus walks past her, you know, it's a skit. Um, And so she was trying to kind of, you know, block him from smelling, you know, her trash she was carrying around. And he was like, just give it to me. Just give it to me. You know, I'll give, I'll, I'll take it. I'll do away with it. You don't have to worry about it. It was a struggle for her just to hand him the bag. And then when she handed it to him, she snatched it back. And she was like, well, let me just clean it up first. And then I'll give you, you know the trash or some of it you know that's kind of how it was and in the skit he was so baffled like why won't you why won't you give this to me like to the point where she was wrestling with God snatching it back every time that he would pry it from her hands 
every single time ladies and it made me think you know because as the skit goes on it shows how she's in tears clutching this uh it's like a one thing it was like a big vessel of dirt and just like it was supposed to symbolize like sin and other stuff in her life and she was really holding on to it with like a clenched desperate grasp like it was almost how do I say it? it was like almost too overwhelming to give it to Christ to give it to the Lord Jesus the one who says that he can you can cast your cares on him because he cares for you and it was reminding me that how many times do we do that? How many times do we give it, give it to the Lord and then take it back and then give it to the Lord and then take it back, give it to him this time and never take it back. Never let anxiety and fear be a title in your life. It's not a badge of honor. It's not, it's something to denounce. It's something to rebuke. It's something to trample over and give to the Lord. Like the Lord can handle it. But back to back to this um, podcast because I don't want to get too far off. Uh, where was I? Okay, so we need to allow Christ to um, heal us from those things that haunt us, those things that cause fear, those things are outside of our control. We have to allow, or we need to allow, the Lord to rid us of those things. The hidden things, the shameful things, the things that oh, I wish, I hope nobody ever finds out about. Um, the man, I wish I did that different, differently, or whatever it is. Surrender to the Lord. It's the best thing that you can do. It really is. You're not alone, ladies. And that's another thing. Like having fear and doing things that keep us fearful also usually keeps us isolated. It usually keeps us from connecting with another sister who's also going through these things and, and helping her to come out and helping her to come out from under anxiety and fear and depression and, and, you know, all these things that lately it seems like it's better to try to medicate, which always seems to make things worse. We can't medicate our sins away, y'all. The blood is the only thing that can cover and cleanse. Medication can't do it. And I'm not saying like you can't take a Tylenol. What I'm saying is I do not believe in antidepressants, period. I do feel like that they give a gateway for for your, your um, prolonged sadness or however they want to say it to be exploited by Satan. And I stand by what I said because I've been there, done that. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like I am a firm believer of knowing that Jesus Christ can turn around your life. He can save you. He can rid you of nonsense. He can make you new better than any pill can. And he doesn't have those side effects. So I want to get back and say before I forget, will you choose to go free today? Will you choose to go free today? Will you choose to address the Trust elephant of anxiety, which Trust is in God the room? Remember, Trust God is God bigger than this, ladies. Remember Trust that it's not too much for him. It's not too much. Please remember to trust God as you cry and repeat. God bless you.